Greetings, podcast listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Grumpy Old Game Men and Their Dogs. It is episode 78, day 88. 88. Yeah, 78 and 88. My oh, name... Almost like, yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. My name is Patrick Finn, and of course I am here with the salacious Tommy Gibbons. Congested. You should have went with congested. Congested. I'm so sorry. Like a balloon. Is that congested or congestive? Kid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am congested. My upper nasals, my ear, I'm deaf in my right ear. I can't hear nothing. You so, truly are a grumpy old gay man. Well, <laughs> whatever. Talk to head of casting. <laughs> and how you been doing, Tommy? How was uh, your weekend? Uh, it was the same. Yeah, it was the same. You know, yeah. nice, the same. Do you work this weekend at the theater? Yeah. What show did they have running? They had Pinocchio, and they had, oh, Frank and Atra. Yes, how was Frank and Atra? It opened, yes, because tomorrow's, okay, so it opened last weekend, and it was great. Mm-hmm. It was, it, the show itself is very funny. Uh, the performances are really funny. Joan St. Ange. Yes, we ran into her during Tech Week for from it. From the first line, <laughs> her very first line, I think is probably the very first laugh. And she's just, yeah, like, picture Vicky Lawrence as Mama. Yeah. And... Much sassier, much dirtier, much filthier. Right. And in that, in Joan St. Ange's voice. Yeah, exactly. It's very Joe, funny. Joan's a great funny. comic actress. It's very, she really is. The play is. is very funny. The idea is very funny. It works very well. The audiences loved it. Oh, so. good. Yeah, it's nice to, you know, an original play, a world premiere, of course, of a play, and it's uh, it was a good play. Yeah. It did good. It was nice. Well, that's nice to hear. People liked it. It was sold out for Sunday before it opened on Friday. Oh, my God. So, uh, there's something, you know... Word of mouth, uh, people like comedies. Yes, they do. They always like a good comedy. Yeah, okay, yeah. People need to laugh, I think. Yeah, especially now more than ever. Uh, so what are you doing? Well, this past weekend, we went to go see our friend, aspiring comic, Kristen Danko. Oh, you, you, okay, go ahead. What, what happened? What well, happened? she had organized a comedy event at the Alibi Lounge located in the Village of Farmingdale. I thought so because it was Dank Productions. Yes, Dank Productions, like, she called it. How cute is this? Right. Oh, go ahead. So, yeah, it was on Sunday night. It was her. She was basically the host of the evening. Although where, she, was she, it? where was it? The Alibi Lounge. I don't in know what that is. Describe it for me. It's a. I guess relatively new space in Farmingdale drinking establishment. It actually reminded me of being back in college. Because you walk in. And you first walk in, it's like all these couches and the big comfy chairs all over the place. All right. And then the, the bar is in the back. And there are some tables set up in the back over there as well. All right. But when I walked in, I was like, this is so kind of reminds me of being back in my college bar. Okay. You know? Jesus. But it was a good show, though. It really like was. It was an entertaining bar. night. Not quite that. Old yeah, so it's black. not like a dump. It's not like a tent. No, no. It looks relatively new. new. It's nice all place. well lit and, and everything. How did the show go? How did it go? Did it was host? a good show. Yeah, she hosted. It was hard. Yes, it is. Hosting is really hard. Yeah, but she um, did a very good job. She had about get, five or six comics Did there. you laugh? Yes, we did. They did had you quite laugh a few good ones. Because she wanted you to laugh? No, we laughed because there were some funny comics there. She no, that's not there. what I'm saying. Did you laugh at her jokes or did you laugh at her like, oh my God, I can't believe Kristen is doing jokes? You know what I mean? Oh, like, no, no. We've seen Kristen perform before. Okay. So this wasn't like a new experience for us. Okay. No, she's very good at what she does. All right. Good. And the comics were all. Was, who was who? The other comics. I, I don't recall many their women, names. Were they all Chinese? No, it was a, a diversity of comics, okay, men good. and women of varying ages and sizes. And uh, the last one, I think he appeared on TV. His name was Chris Roach, okay. and I guess a more well-known comic. And he actually tried out a lot of new material there. What is which her was great to that place? To what place? We should investigate. 
Why? Like stalk Kristen. I don't know. What the fuck else you do? <laughs> Go ahead. But that was our weekend. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, what a jolly ride around. Yes. Gay middle-class suburbia. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I figured before we go into our first segment, we might as well talk about the elephant in the room, I guess the Nashville shooting, which seems to be on everyone's minds and lips lately. Do you have anything new to say? Well, I'm not surprised by the anti-trans backlash in the conservative media and among conservative politicians. That's to be expected. Those no matter how disgusting it is, it's to be expected yeah, from them. Yeah. They'll use any excuse to attract trans people. And now they can say, see, trans people are killers because of the hormones they're taking. Yeah. And it's like, uh, honey, uh, 95% of these mass shootings were performed by cisgender white men. You could probably kick that up a notch even. Probably. I, mean, I, I, mean, I think I'm lot. being generous by that, you know? Yeah, I mean, this is what I'm saying. I have said everything that I could possibly think of to say about this issue over and over and over again. We do this over and over and over again. And I'll tell you the truth, to be perfectly honest, I don't have a dog in this fight. Do you know what I mean? I don't have kids in school. Right. I don't feel like my guns are being taken away from me because I don't fucking want them anyway. So I don't have them. So I'm not. So this is a pretty. It is just humiliating as a, as a, as a human. That this that this is allowed. Well, when this shooting first happened, I posted the because the, right right after it happened, I posted it on Facebook and I wrote on it. I wrote as my text on the post, but drag queens and, and trans kids are the mm-hmm. real menace. It takes, seconds. and then I find out later it's a transgender person who was involved in this shooting, and okay. I was like, "Wow, that's a little bit too uh, ironic." What's been bugging me about this is how they keep misidentifying this person. They're using they're, the wrong pronouns. Well, they're calling her a transgender woman. Okay, but according to all the news stories that I've read, that person would use he/him pronouns. Okay. So I would assume that they would identify themselves as a transgender man. All right, well, it takes a minute to figure that out. Right. Okay, so give them a second. But I think it's easier for the media and the conservative politicians to target a trans woman than it, e- than it is to target a trans man. Of course man. it is. Of course, because now you're taking this thing that time and time again, we go through it, we go through it, we go through it, it always lands on them. Yep. They have to add their ass to explain themselves. They always do it always the same way, and then it goes away. Yes. And... It happens again and again and again. And, so and it I'm kills. Tired. I gotta be honest with you. Well, dude. it kills me. It says, tired. "Well, we need to arm the teachers. We need to have more officers in the schools." You know what? This school was a private school. They had a what they call a resource officer there. See, that person wasn't able to stop it. In some of the most recent shootings, they've had officers in the schools. They weren't able to stop the shootings. I also heard that the cops. In this instance, made an absolutely perfect display of what police work is supposed uh-huh. to do in thusly situations. What I'm saying is... They the, did a great job this time, the, the police. Details, they really did. The details change from shooting how many people, who it was, who did it, what did the cops do, well, you know, was it in a school, was it in a library? The, var- the, the, the details change from shooting to shooting, but it's the same fucking thing. Every single time and the answer is always the same every single time and every single time for some reason i think you know at some point like i think 
well, now is not the time for us to have this argument because it's disrespectful to the families. We should be grieving as a nation. This is not the time. Well, they politicized the fact that... But it's only going to be another week before we have another shooting. Well, that's, well, that's true. You too, know, that's all, how often... We've had 130 shootings so far, and it's only 88 days into the year. Uh, a lot of them don't land. <laughs> it's a Hollywood thing. A lot of them don't land. I know. You know, um, there's a lot of them don't occur in schools. You it's know? bad. It's bad that any of them occur in schools is... And I... I Patrick, I can't do it again. I don't have the energy to get whipped up into this again. It's just, it's, it's, you gotta, if they're not gonna do anything, they're not gonna do anything. I know. I know. Now, what are you gonna do with that information? You gotta protect yourself. Unfortunately, that's what people are gonna resort to is getting guns because. Oh, that's not what I meant. I meant like Kevlar. Oh. <laughs> Guns. Body armor, body, body armor. armor. Yes, yeah. we wear body armor on our way out of the house. You know, now. dig a hole, live in the live in the dirt. Yeah, that I, you know, uh, I don't mean living like they have those underground houses that are like bomb proof, and I love that. Oh uh, yeah, nothing's going to change as far as I'm concerned until the Second Amendment is repealed. And Nothing I've heard will change you say until that then. So many times I could puke, and it's true though because it's, of the recent Supreme Court rulings, basically saying. We're not going to recognize any gun law unless such a similar law existed as of 1787 when the Constitution was passed or in 1868 when the 14th Amendment was passed. Which is shameful in the fact that... Which is ridiculous. That they're they're using it as uh, to hold up and say, we're being bad because here... It's just... Now, the only good thing is is that assault weapons, of course, did not exist during those time periods... So they really, they, I would like to find the constitutional grounds they may find to overturn an automatic weapons ban, um, because that's what needs to be done right now. We haven't had one since 2004, when it was repealed by a Republican-majority Congress. It needs to be reinstated. So says you. Yeah. I don't disagree. I have nothing to say. I can't matching anymore. I can't. Don't make me. I've said the same thing over. I've heard you say the same thing over. And over. I just, like I said, I, I, I like it. Okay. In that case, then, we'll move on into our next, or our first segment. (laughs) Yes, it's time for a little heavy petting. I have an opinion. Somehow I knew you would. I like it. You like this one. I do. You approve. I I like it. Even though it's heterosexual kissing. Which is disgusting, but you you must be tolerant. Ah, how nice um, of you. So, yeah, I, I, um, my question would be whether or not you're playing too much of the high end of it that it squeaks. Like, Stephen just noticed that you, he told me the problem you were having with the sound. Yes. And maybe you, like... like I probably just had the speaker volume turned up a little too high. Ah, that could be it. Sometimes they give you, like, a you know, at least a high, mid, and low range that you yes. can slide and make yeah. better or the worse. For I the know, sound. but... We're not bothering with any of that crap. God forbid. <laughs> God forbid you produce something with sound. Talk to my producer. The sa- Talk to my me. producer. That's just an easy way for you to say, I'm too lazy or I don't know. Well, yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, for heavy petting, we have no dog news stories this week. But I took your suggestion, instead of diving right back into the compendium of canines, I thought we would discuss Police dogs today. I think this is fucking excellent. I thought you would like that. I love this. Do you know that dogs have been used in law enforcement since the Middle Ages? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Since that first wolf crossed over uh, and ate that meat two generations later, yeah. She's, yeah. But I back then, my, the villagers would uh, contribute to, to a fund to pay for the bloodhounds that were used to hunt down outlaws. And the first recorded use of police dogs was in 14th century France and later on in Scotland. In Scotland, the dogs were known as sloth dogs, from which we got the word sleuth. Oh, spell sloth. S-L-O-U-G-H. Oh, I would almost say slough or sloth. Yeah, but then the word, like I said, we got the word sleuth derived from that. Now. Okay. But one of the first... i tell you what, those the Scottish, the Wales, the Irish, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. We've discussed this, haven't we? I don't know what the fuck they're doing with the alphabet. I don't know what any of it means. I don't know how they get those sounds from those letters. I don't know, but it's fucking cool as hell. <laughs> Anyway, what do you think is the most commonly used breed of dog for police dogs? I think it's either German Shepherds or Rottweilers. It is indeed the German Shepherd. Yeah. But other dogs include the Belgian Malinois, the yeah. Bloodhound, the Dutch Shepherd, any member of the Retriever family, Airedale Terriers, Akitas, Bernese Mountain Dogs, yeah. Border Collies, Boxers, Croatian Sheep Dogs, Doberman Pinchers, German Shorthaired Pointers, Rottweilers, and English Springer Spaniel. Yeah. Well, the hunting dogs, the gathering dogs, and you're, uh, they're not they're not stupid. Or they they do a task over and over and over and over and over again. Like, they're highly trainable. I'm not surprised by, by that. I don't know what all, you know. Yeah. They're all big, howdy dogs. Yeah, yeah exactly. You got to scare people. Yep. What, oh, the, well, the Mastiffs. Is it the Mastiffs that are, that are built to sit on the top of the castle and bark when they saw shit coming from the distance. I don't know. And that's, that, and that, that, them barking was the cue to release the hound. Ah, I did not know that. Onto the oncoming. Yeah, pe people wouldn't be nowhere without these dogs. Wow, I did not they know that. They fought for us. They fucking, yes. I like this. The police dogs. Well, police dogs were first used for investigation work and tracking stuff in the Jack the Ripper case in no, 1899. Oh, really? 1889. That was yeah. the first use of a, of a, a dogs by an organized police force. Is that true? Yep. Was Jack the Ripper? Was it the Jack the Ripper case? Because Wait, hold on. there was they were getting such unsatisfactory results in tracking down the killer, so they used dogs. But no, you're missing my excitement here. Is not the fact I under, I understand what they did with the dog and the case. I'm saying that is that 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 case yes. is the very ever ever first one of the first attempts. To use dog, not the first. Attempt. All right, one right. of the first attempts. Okay, backed you up a little bit there, Castle. Didn't I? You okay? <laughs> Fine. One second to recover. Only step or two. But anyway, initially, initial training for a police dog takes between eight months to a year, and it begins with the training of the canine handler. The canine handler has to complete the uh, police academy training plus one to two years of patrol experience before becoming eligible to transfer to a canine unit. Wait, hold on. I thought you were talking about the guy. Go. The handler, that's what I'm talking the, about. The handler. He yep. has to have been a cop. Yep. He has to have been on, on the street patrol experience for, of one to two years. With the minimum. dog? No, on his own. On his own. Okay. Yes. And before they, he can be tr eligible for a transfer to the canine unit. To the unit. canine unit. Oh. Yep. So go uh, be a cop. Yep. 
Come back in two years. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so the dogs, they must first pass a basic obedience training course. They must be able to obey the commands of their handler without hesitation. And dogs used in law enforcement are trained to be either single purpose or dual purpose. Single purpose dogs are used primarily for backup, personal protection, and tracking. Dual purpose dogs do everything that single purpose dogs do, but they also can detect either explosives or narcotics. That's your trained specialty. There. Yep. Okay. So so there was a lot in there, and I had something to say at the beginning of it. And uh, let's see. You got to go back for me. What would you like me to go back to? I'll go back one sentence. Oh, I was talking about the training of how do- the tips of different dogs. They have single purpose dogs in law enforcement and dual purpose dogs. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's that, what I was talking what, about. Right before that. Right before that, we were t- we were talking about how they must pass an obedience test. Yeah. No, that wasn't it. Ah, right, never mind. It's gone. <laughs> Okay. Thanks to your long-windedness. <laughs> but dogs can specialize in certain areas. They can specialize as apprehension and attack dogs. That's right. They can specialize in being detection dogs, de- de- trained to explain uh, detect explosives or drugs. Uh, they can also be specifically trained to detect firearms and ammunition. Wait, 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 wait. There's also the search and rescue dogs. That's right. Uh, which are used to locate suspects and or missing persons. Oh, I know what it was. And you use a dog to, like, hold people back. You can use a dog aggressively. You know, it's not all this butterflies. Well, we're going to actually, dog. we're actually going to get into that in a, in a moment. Um, um, about some, about, about a report that was conducted. You were talking about, you were talking about how the dog has to accept the, accept the command without hesitation. Yes. And I'm I'm saying to myself, I know exactly how you find that dog. That that dog never takes his eyes off you. That dog is waiting for the next thing to do. What are we doing next? What's next? What's next? What's next? And and he's high like they're hyped. They're ready for it. And I have seen that kind of dog. Okay. That, just in a in a regular house pet dog. Yeah. You know, you see these traits. Yeah. Intense. Yeah. Well, because it's a lot of pressure. Yes, it is. The dog wants to do something, clearly wants to help. Yeah. Uh, I have no jobs for him. There's nothing for him to do. I, I don't know what to give him to do. So, uh, what do I do with them? Yeah, it's rough. Yes. It's rough. A- anyway, police dogs, their working life is about six to nine years. Always with the same guy they hope they to, right? Yep. They're retired if they become injured to an extent that they cannot re- completely recover, or if they're pregnant or raising puppies, or are simply too old or sick to yeah, continue yeah, working. Yeah. But a 2020 organization uh, investigation con- conducted by this not-for-profit group called the Marshall Project found evidence of widespread deployment of police dogs in the United States as disproportionate force and disproportionately used against people of color. Of course. It found more than 150 cases from 2015 to 2020 of canine officers improperly using dogs as weapons to catch, bite, and injure people. Okay, first of all, I think 150 and whatever that was, five or seven. It's five, that's a lot. That sounds like a low estimate. That's not, you missed a zero. At yeah, I know. Somewhere. That sounds like a low yeah, estimate there when I heard that. Yeah, but it's not, it's, it's from the slaves they were used to get they go get that deer go take that goat down yep you know that's what yeah they're they're incredible animals and they could be trained specifically for this purpose Mm mm-hmm if a dog is going to come sniff around your car, the dog is going to give the response that, you of know, course. Is good. and I trust that dog's nose. I'm going to jail, but I trust that dog's nose. I'm yeah. not, I'm not going to fight the dog. Right. Cause he don't care. He, he, he don't care. Nope. No, he don't. He's just doing his job. And he's excited about doing it. And he's happy and he's exactly. being a good boy. Yep. 
The motherfucker got me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the story of Police Dogs. I love it. I love it. I love it. I knew you'd appreciate that. We now move on to our next segment. Happy birthday. Many happy returns. A very happy birthday. Yes, it's time for today's birthdays. Okay. And you'll be very happy to know they're living people's birthdays. What makes you think that makes me happy? Well, because you usually complain about you're always getting dead people's birthdays. No, I'm complaining that we're wishing them a happy birthday and they're dead. That's my complaint. <laughs> well, they're dead in the physical sense. They may still be alive in the metaphysical sense well, or in the somebody, spiritual sense. As long as somebody's thinking about you, you'll never die. As long as somebody remembers you, you'll never die. Yeah. Yeah. And then you dead <laughs> and then what i'm just saying go ahead okay i will this person was born march 29th 1943 in northern england and they're alive they're alive how old which, ma- which make them 80 80 years old today okay are you okay with that i'm fine with that that's not my problem Okay. She's got to be 80 why he, do we care about her he why? attended cambridge he, university or is it they he 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 attended cambridge university Okay. where he was invited to join the theater group, the Footlights Club, where he met uh, two gentlemen named John Cleese and Graham Chapman. Okay. He later starred in television series, uh, the British children's television series, Do Not Adjust Your Set, uh, co-starring with his um, uh, fellow actors Terry Jones and Michael Palin. It's John Cleese. No, I already said John Cleese. Okay. Don't Terry Gilliam was the okay. show's animator. So from 1979-1974, he and John Cleese and Graham Chapman and Terry Jones and Michael Palin and Terry Gilliam formed Monty Python's Flying Circus. Okay. Which, and of course, they also starred in the films. He was also a talented guitarist and composed many of the group's famous musical
Hold on, could you stop for a second? Yes. I'm remembering back to last week. Yes. When you played music. Yes. By William Shatner. Yes. I'm thinking that there's not much difference between what William Shatner did and what this sounds like. Well, let me play you another song that's actually sung by Eric Idle. Maybe that'll help. This is from the actual TV show, Monty Python, in which he's hosting a parody of a show about finance. I've got... 90,000 pounds in my pajamas. I've got 40,000 French francs in my fridge. I've got lots of lovely lira now. The Deutschmark's getting dearer, and my dollar bills would buy the Brooklyn Bridge. There is nothing quite as wonderful as money. There is nothing quite as beautiful as cash. Some people say it's folly, but I'd rather have the lolly. With money, you can make a splash. Excuse me? There's better ones. Better ones what? Better songs, better numbers, better of that parody shit that they did. Yes, like I know. geniuses. I thought I'd play something out of the ordinary. Yeah, that's a mistake. <laughs> oh, is it now? It's a mistake. You should have played me Spamala. No. No, you room, bitch. No. Read the room. I didn't feel like it. Okay, so I'll be like that. No. I will no. be like that. No, that doesn't make me smart enough. Anybody <laughs> could have done that. Damn right. Yeah, okay. In the meantime, Snooze Fest. In the meantime, Eric Idle, we say... Happy birthday! Happy 80th birthday, Eric Idle. Good for him. Yeah. Good for Eric Idle. I like him. We now move on to our next birthday celebrant. Okay. Born in Dublin, March 29th, 1955. After college, he was a me- where he was a member of the school drama group, he became a teacher. He gave up teaching in 1991 to pursue acting full-time. He first worked on stage, then began his film career around 1990. He is best known for his performance as Alistair Moody in the Harry Potter films, which, of course, we know you haven't seen. I have not. I have no reference for that. I'm thinking Colin, Colin somebody. Colin, Colin, the really good-looking Colin. Colin Farrell? Yes. No, but you're close. Colin Firth. This actor is also known for supporting real roles in films like Braveheart, Michael Collins, 28 Days Later, Gangs of New York, Cold Mountain, Troy, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, and The Tragedy of Macbeth. So he's always like the guy behind the guy. Yes, but he's also known for his leading roles in the films In Bruges and The Banshees of Inisherin, for which he was just nominated for the Best Supporting Actor Academy Award. I never remember his name. Brendan Gleeson. Gleeson. Yes. That's why I can't remember his name. Why? Because it's a stupid name. Why would you take Gleeson? First of all, you immediately go back to Jack. Well, he spells it differently, number one. Of course he does. He's Irish. The Irish and the Scottish and the Welsh with their things and their languages and their letters. Siobhan. I don't know how the fuck you think you hear Siobhan. Siobhan. He won a Primetime Emmy Award in 2009 for his betrayal of Winston Churchill in the film Into the Storm. I didn't think I saw that. No, you didn't see that? Was I didn't I saw see it. that. I did good. see him as Winston Churchill in The Crown. No, he didn't play Winston Churchill in The Crown. That was John Malkovich. Not John Malkovich. Um, no. uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Yes, John, John, John Malkovich. No, that's what I just <laughs> said. Now I gotta look it up. John Stewart. No, you're not helping John Quincy Adams. You are so bad. John, is, are you sure it's John? I'm not, I'm not even sure at this point. Wait, who are we talking about? Ah, don't worry. <laughs> shut up. No, who's the guy? Hey, shut up. Why do I know him? John Lithgow. John Lithgow. That's the guy from Third Rock. 
Yes! Oh my god. I saw him in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yes, the musical. On Broadway. Was, yes. Uh, yeah, it was fun. I'm sure. It's a weird theater because it's like in the middle of the building. Yeah. So it's got this huge, long, like, entryway. And then you get to the bar in the lobby, and then the theater sits like. It's just like in the middle of a building like that. Anyway, never mind. Anyway, if you remember, Gleason was playing the fiddle in the film, The Banshees of Inner Sharon. Okay. Well, he actually does play the fiddle. He's a fiddle and mandolin player. All right. And he's been married to the same woman since 1982. They had four sons. Two of them are actors, Domhnall and Brian. Any of them hot? I think Domhnall is. I saw him on Broadway in um, the Martin McDonough play, the Lieutenant of Inishmore. Okay. He was very good in that. I saw, I put it up, but I don't remember the name. You're not pronouncing it right. No? How is it pronounced? I don't know. Spell it. D-O-M-N-H-A-L-L. I'm sorry. D-O-M-H-N-A-L-L. D-O-M-H-A-A-L-L. D-O-M-H-N-A-L-L. Domhnall. You got a problem with that? With my domino, nope, feels fine. <laughs> Nothing wrong with my dominoes. <laughs> I, th- I think you're saying it wrong. Well, then you go find out how to fucking pronounce it, okay? I'm trying to do this run-through thing with the, uh, with the weird language. Not the weird, the weird languages from your, what you call uh, other white people. You know, your Welsh and Scottish and even your Germans. Yeah. They what kind of language is that? Yeah, they're all like so foreign. Anyway, to... Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson. We say... Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Brendan Gleeson. What's that? How old is he? He was born in 1955, which would make him seven years older than me. So he's about 67, 68, I guess. I I would have put him square in his 70s. You'd be wrong. Okay. Good for Brendan. (laughs) We now move on to our next segment. Yes, it's time for Bring Out Your Dead. And no one that we know here in the States that we know of died. So it doesn't matter then. Let's move on. But I did find someone who I wanted to mention because of their involvement in the gay scene in London. Uh, Their name was Paul O'Grady. Died on April 28th, 2023, at the age of 67. He achieved notability in the London gay scene during the night eight during the 1980s with his drag queen persona, Lily Savage. Oh, Jesus, sounds dangerous. And he uh, gained very broad popularity on that. He later appeared on TV and that. But he, in the 2000s, he stopped playing the character and he began the presenter of various TV and radio shows. Okay. And he was eventually appointed a member of the Order of the British Empire in 2008. Which is good for a drag queen. Yes, it is. Right? Now, well, upward mobility over there in Britain. Yeah, exactly. All right, so he died today? He died on April 20... I'm um, sorry, March 28th. I wrote. I said April 28th. March, March 28th. Uh, that was like day 86 or something. Yeah, something like that. All right, yeah, something <laughs> So, rest in peace to Paul O'Grady, a.k.a. Lily Savage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legs. Bitch had legs. Yep. Now, move on to our next segment. You should post a picture of her. I'll post a picture. I'll think there's there's plenty of videos on her. I'll She's make in sure. a white thing cut to here in downtown. And she has this big white platinum wig. Yeah, she's, it was fantastic. We now move on to our next segment. Oh. Today in history. Clock of my death. Every time I hear it, I'm saying, is that you? Just 
Come do it. Don't be sneaky. I'm ready. Well, today on March 29th, 1976. Hold on. Is that Son of Sam? No. The U.S. Supreme Court Uh announced its very first decision concerning a case concerning homosexuality. They didn't have anything nice to say. Well, actually, they didn't say anything. They basically submitted a one-word order which affirmed a lower court ruling that found that the state of Virginia's ban on on homosexual sodomy was constitutional and valid. Okay. That was in 1976. That decision was later amplified, and the court wrote extensively on it, in the 1982 case of Bowers v. Hardwick. Bowers and Hardwick? Bowers v. Hardwick. It's a gay case, right? Yes. Hardwick. Yes. Yeah. I mean, come on. And then, of course, that decision was later overturned in It could be a good thing or a bad thing. What? Hardwick. Shut up. Sometimes, it's, sometimes if it lasts more than four hours, oh, you should call your doctor. Anyway, that decision was overturned in 2003 by the court in the case of Lawrence v. Texas. Okay, so now you're confusing me and overturnings and long times and where are we? Well, basically, it took like 27 years from the time it first ruled on homosexual sodomy to when it finally found it to be constitutionally protected. Okay, and when was that? That was the original decision, as I just said, was in 76. No, when did they get to the end? 2003. Okay, so what's the problem? What are you talking about? It's today in history. Oh, it was late. Like, they should have done that much sooner. 2000, that's embarrassing. No kidding. That's terrible. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's terrible. Extremely terrible. 2023. What? I mean, come on. Ugh. Ugh. Again, I, ugh, because what else? What else can you say? What else can I do? I, ugh. We now move on to our next segment. What day is it? Could you play tell What day is it? I've got to say. Yes, it's time once again for what day is it? Let me guess. Yes, please do. Chocolate Raisin Day. No. Um, High-heeled sneak. Uh, no. That's silly. Uh, chocolate cake day in the Netherlands. No. What day is it? It's the national day of uh, reckoning. No. It's the <laughs> national day of powdered donuts. No, no, and no. Today is National Vietnam War Veterans Day. Okay. Held on the day marking when in 1973 the last U.S. combat troops were withdrawn from South Vietnam. That was the helicopter. Yep, when we see that famous picture of the uh, people leaving from the top of the, the top embassy of the building, yeah, yeah, yeah. getting on the helicopter. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that Hanoi? The fall of Hanoi? What is that, that was, uh, was that Hanoi? No, that was Saigon. Well, okay. So Hanoi was the capital of North Vietnam. Okay. But so, yeah, so Saigon. today is National Vietnam War Veterans Day. Okay. All right, this is a, this is a, a touchy topic for most Americans, I think. Why is that? Because you you feel kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's just my generation or because my brother was a Vietnam vet and like, he has this, he has this visceral feeling about Jane Fonda to this day. Oh God. As if she caused the Vietnam War. Doesn't matter. The fact that the way he was treated when he came home was not nice. From the moment they stepped in. And that was wrong too. That they were treated badly. They were called baby killers and everything. Yeah. Yeah, they were, uh, you know, it was a bad, it was like. The first time, I think, maybe, I don't know, that everybody was like, wow, this is the shit that goes on? This is, like, for real what happens? Uh, it's a horrible time. 
But it, but that changed because they eventually, you know, they erected the Vietnam Vets Memorial in D.C. in 82. In 1982. There's a memorial in lower Manhattan, the, the wall down there, which I've seen. It's quite impressive. That okay. was built in 1985. And you can see there was a whole turnaround in the attitudes towards the veterans. Oh, you know? well, yeah, because eventually people were shamed enough to realize... That they were acting like fucking animals to these guys. Right? Yeah. I, it's a touchy one. It's it, People don't like to talk about it. It makes them itchy. It does to me. That particular sort of, that whole experience is just... Well, it was, just, it was a continuation of Cold War military policy, and in this instance, it failed. It you was know? bad. So, yeah, let's move on. Oh, you want to move on? I do. Well, today is also National Mom and Pop Business Owners Day. This is a good one. Yes. There are more than 27 million small businesses in the United States. Do you patronize regularly any small family-owned businesses? I do. Yes? Which ones? I I do pizzerias. Yes, all the restaurants we go to. We never go to chain restaurants. Um, I do 7-Eleven. I got to. It's just a franchise. I get it, but it's some family that's running it. (laughs) It's a franchise. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's a franchise, yeah, for sure. No, but if you need some like a tailor or our dry cleaner, a family-owned business, yeah, you go to the. I try to go to True Value instead of like Pergament. Okay. Do they still have Pergament? No, it's no. Pergament's been gone a long time now. Anyway, yeah, I do. I like the small businesses. I do. There's a diner next to the theater that I love. The Lindy Dinette. Yes, Lindy. Yep. I love that place. I love that place. That small in stature woman who runs it is fantastic. Um, or I don't know. She's a waitress. I don't know if she runs. I don't know anything. So I, I meet her there. I've seen her there a couple of times. I love. She's. I love that place. Cool. What are you talking about? We were talking about mom and pop business. I love them. Oh, good. That's I toaster. Do. Mom and pop business yeah, owners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get your first drink. <laughs> Mom and pop. Yeah. On the other hand, Walmart's going to have it. Have what? Whatever you want. Oh, fuck Walmart. <laughs> I know, please. Now move on to our next segment, wherein you must turn your head and cough. <laughs> very nice. Yeah, it was a night day. Very clean, night very day. smooth. Yeah, yeah. I didn't need a phlegma. Very succinct. No phlegm. That was very nice. I approve of that one. Phlegma. 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 Where does that come from? Allison. Allison doesn't listen, otherwise I would ask her to help me. Phlegma. It comes from something. I know. Anyway. Anyway, the World Health Organization's Vaccine Advisory Group said on Tuesday that it recommended additional additional booster shots at six-month intervals, depending on the age and physical condition. Populations considered to be high priority for continued COVID vaccinations include blah, blah, blah. older adults, younger adults with significant medical conditions, immunocompromised people, pregnant women, and frontline workers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did not recommend additional shots for healthy adults and children okay yeah so i i think that sounds reasonable to me me too there's no reason to suggest that there are little computer chips in the vaccine of course not so far i have had or come in contact with very few adverse reactions to the vaccine i haven't seen nobody i know had an adverse reaction now the first day and a half sucked well, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I felt extremely tired it for a number of hours no, after it. it. Was, it uh, that first, but yeah, so yeah, I don't, I, I don't look at that suspiciously. I, I believe that's I. advice from the government, I think and it's good so advice. boring. Do you know what I'm saying? They're like, there's no drama there to me. No, to some people, but to some people, they'll be like, oh, I'll never take the vaccine. This is what I'm saying. We now move on to our next segment, wherein we take a look into my briefs. <laughs> 
Yes, it's that time again. And what a surprise. We go into Florida for this segment. The gift that keeps on giving. Yep. Well, first I'm going to tell you about a Supreme Court case from 1964. It's one called uh, New York Times versus Sullivan. Or it's Sullivan New York versus New York Times. But anyway, it was a case in which the court basically set a higher barrier for public figures to sue for defamation against news outlets. All right. And it basically required that plaintiffs and people suing have to prove that the reporter who said the defamation acted with actual malice and a reckless disregard for the truth. No, for sure. Right. Well, now, Florida... Very hard to prove. It's a very high standard. Very, yes, very, very high standard. But it, it has... It because has I succeeded. think it's... it's um, Hulk Hogan won. You have to prove, like, what somebody's thinking. That they knew. You know they knew. Well, how do you know they knew? Yeah. That's the hard part. I know. Because some people are slippery. Right. They don't leave fingerprints. Yes, exactly. Go but ahead. some people do, as we're going to discuss in a second. But anyway, Governor DeSantis and his GOP allies in the state legislature are proposing a new state defamation law that would make it much easier to sue news organizations in Florida. Under the Florida bill, the definition of a public fi figure would be narrowed very much, and it would put an onus on uh, the person suing to verify the defamatory statement before publishing. I'm sorry, that'd be the defendant, not to verify the allegation before publishing. Hold on, you mumbled there. Okay, in other words, it's now putting the responsibility on the newspaper being sued to prove that it that verified it. these alleged defamatory statements. Yes. Right. But also, editing a video in a misleading way could now be considered defamation in Florida. It would also allow someone to sue wherever the material is accessed, which of course in the digital world now could be anywhere in the state, and that could lead to venue shopping for favorable judges. Also, the courts must it would assume in Florida that any statement made by an anonymous source is false, which they say would have a chilling effect on whistleblowers. It would, opponents of the law also say it would make it much easier to sue local bloggers, People who post web comments and other online speakers. Where is this? This is in Florida. Florida, God. They're basically proposing this law mainly just to challenge this New York Supreme Court precedent set in the Sullivan case. But as far as the Supreme Court goes, so far only two justices, Thomas and Gorsuch, have shown any inclination to re to revisit the Sullivan case. Well, that's a good thing. That's a or, good thing so far. It's not a good well, thing. we know so far. Fair, I'm mad. It's only two that we know of. We don't know how the other ones stand on this yet. Uh -huh. So. Well, we'll see, because I'm sure someone's going to challenge this law as soon as it goes into effect, you well, know? Well, that's the fun part about law. And I suppose, from what I've seen, my limited uh, association with the Talmud, those guys who argue about the Talmud. Yes. That gets pretty intense. Mm -hmm. And I suppose it's a good thing for uh, legislatures and legislators and uh, to do that, too. Yes. Argue about it. Yes. That's the fun part. Otherwise, what's the point? Right. Then you got North Korea. Right. Yeah, not a fan. I, I wouldn't visit North Korea. No, definitely not. No. And speaking of North Korea... Yes, it's time for the Week in Fascism! I have been a step ahead of you all my life. And tonight in the week in fascism, we go to Kentucky, okay. where today the Republican-dominated legislature overrode the Democratic governor's veto of a bill which basically regulates most personal aspects of life for transgender young people. 
Okay. It basically bans gender-affirming medical care for minors. All right. It would outlaw gender reassignment surgery for anyone under 18. Okay. Even though it's not allowed anyway. Okay. It also would prohibit the use of puberty blockers and hormones and inpatient and outpatient gender-affirming hospital services. For for personal aside reasons, do they have, like, the hormone to kick it up? Do they have those pills? This is to block a hormone. I want a booster, a hormone booster. Well, that's what the hormone treatments are. No, you're missing my point. Then I don't know what you're talking about. They're talking about hormone blockers so that so that no, they no, don't that's progress. That's puberty blockers, puberty not blockers. hormone blockers. Puberty blockers, okay. They receive hormone treatments. All oh, right, 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 right. You who the person who killed a whole species of dog two weeks ago by his casual misuse of English. So, yeah, um, I forgot where we were because Me I'm indignant too. now. But anyway, while you're being indignant, all right, all right. under this law, doctors would have to set a timeline to detransition children already taking puberty blockers or undergoing hormone therapy. Okay. They can continue offering the care as they taper a youngster's treatments if removing them from the treatment immediately could harm the child. It would also prohibit schools from discussing sexual orientation or gender identity with students of any age. It would also of require any of any age. It would also require Does school that include, districts. I'm sorry, public colleges? Uh, this is public schools, so I don't know if it includes public colleges or not. Uh, I'm it, sorry. It would also require school districts to devise bathroom policies that would not allow trans children to use a bathroom aligned with their gender identity. Or a private separate one aside from that you hate. Yep. So yeah, that's good old Kentucky. Right. Just another one of these fucking states. That's... You know what it is? Every, I'm so... I like... Maybe it's just my mood today. I'm just like, ugh. Ugh. Like, my gripe of the week is everything hurts. Everything hurts all the time. That's my gripe of the week. I know I'm skipping ahead. Whatever. Continue. Maybe you could cut it and save it. Well, my point is, Anter, we just saw this horrific shooting this past week, but all these state legislatures are so focused on persecuting trans people. And it's like, what the fuck? fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you? Can't you see that if they're going to get money and votes, they have we to... We know to... that. We know that. But it's the injustice of it all. It's the inhumanity of it all. Oh, okay. Okay. That's what I'm talking I, about. I can't help you with It's that. disgusting. I can't help you. That they care more about this shit, which concerns... A tiny part of the population, instead of addressing a bigger issue, now the number one killer of children now are yeah. gun deaths. That's embarrassing. Gun deaths. You know? No, shit. What's number two? Do you know what number two is? Because Only because I'd like to know what it would be, what would be number one. I'm assuming car accidents. Really? I'm assuming. I'm assuming. I said I'm assuming. You're getting all uptight and bound up, so you better relax. Do you need a, 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 a lorazepam? <laughs> I need something. I know you do. I know you do. But anyway, as we heard tonight, the state of Idaho is about to pass a ban on interstate travel for the purposes of obtaining an abortion. Well, see, but here's the thing. Do you you, you uh, are assuming them of crossing the line that they have not yet crossed. They're going to they're going to pass it. It's, they can't pass a law uh, outlawing interstate travel in the United States. They can't do it. No kidding. Okay. They're going to do it anyway. Okay. Uh, and how you because this way, that it's going to wind through the courts, and it's going to be another year or two before the issues resolve finally before the U.S. Supreme Court. Okay, it's diabolical, isn't it? 
It's disgusting. Of course it's disgusting. That's what diabolical means. I mean, like, the last kind of law that they passed like this was the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850, in which they punished people who helped, who assisted anyone uh, escaping from slavery, you know? Yeah, even if you were in a northern place. Yeah, didn't matter. As long as you assisted the, that slave from escaping, yeah, yeah. you could be held uh, liable. You could that be held was, guilty. Uh, that, didn't we just reenact the newscast? No, I think we heard that on the newscast. Yeah, it's well, true, though. That is the no, most... Well, well, that's a, who, 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 Chris Wallace? Chris Chris Reed. No, no, um, Chris Hayes. Chris Hayes. But it's true, though, you know? That's how outrageous this is getting. I understand the imagery and what he means, but can we get a second blue suit and yellow tie? I like him. I want to like him more than I do. Okay. The suit right now is ill-fitting and... Go to a different blue. Go to... Uh, we need a different blue and yellow tie. I understand what he's doing. I support it. Talk to Wardrobe. Send him an email. No, I would never. <laughs> oh, my God. I would only say it here. But <laughs> the airwaves. Anyway, at this time, we're going to move on to our next segment. We're watching you, watching you, watching you, watching you. Yes, it's time for We Like to Watch. So what happened on RuPaul this week? Well, it was the Makeover Challenge. Now, the Makeover Challenge I have <coughs> seen in, in Ru literature, uh, you know, the Ru, the, the Ru-niverse. Yes. The, the Makeover Challenge is scandalous. Why? Okay, so what happens is they bring this group of otherwise not drag queen people. Okay. So in this instance, it was female public school teachers. Okay. Okay. Mostly on the youngish side. And were they doing them up in drag? Yes. Okay. Okay, and they have done with family members. They have done with members of the military. Right, they have yeah. Done with, okay, so each time they do it, it's a different thing. But the scandal is it's it comes without any, like, rule book to follow except for the uh, the constant reference to the... They're not looking like... There's no family resemblance. Okay. What they do is they take this otherwise not drag person and transform them into their drag sister, their yes, drag family. Yes, exactly. Right. So they, you, it's your sister. So you're supposed to make this person... Like a complimentary is, or similar look. Yeah. Exactly. You're supposed to... We're supposed to believe you as family. Yeah. And the scandal is that even the people who have done that have left that week because that's an episode it's like a, like almost like a dead episode where the producers can now it's, we're getting toward the end it's always toward the end yeah we're getting toward the end and we gotta pick off top four or top three and they that that this episode is put there so that Rue can just make a decision for who she wants in the top four and it doesn't always make sense. Okay. Because okay. like the the girl who went home le- uh, uh, Friday? Yeah. Uh, what was her name? I don't know. I can't remember their names. We know. Um, <laughs> cheesy Cha-Cha. I don't, I don't know. Lucy Lou. Lucy Goosey. Lucy somebody. Lucy. It was Lucy. And this bitch, she made this public school teacher, whatever she was, a math teacher, junior high chorus teacher, whatever she was, look just the fuck like her. Look just like her. Wow. Two foot height difference. Okay. Bitch, look, that the crew member asked the school teacher if she was her. Like, she, uh, the crew member assumed that she was Lucy Goosey. Yeah. Okay, so she looked just like, uh, 
they made her lip sync for her life, and they sent her home. She sashayed away. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scandal. It's just scandal. I don't know if I believe, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist by nature, but yeah. What's the, what's the tea going around? Well, that's, 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 to my knowledge, the current tea is what I just, that's, because they just did that episode. Okay. Okay. So now we're down to like the top four, which means there should only be nine or ten weeks left uh, by the way this season is going. So yeah, RuPaul, I love it. There was, was there any further discussion of what happened on Untucked? Oh, something always happens on Untucked. Oh, okay. There's what always... I mean is a further part no, of this no, 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 no. There's so much space that's left undiscussed. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, it was, uh, yeah. Okay, and the other thing that I've been watching, which I remembered from before that I shouldn't have remembered, I've been watching all the coverage about about whether or not Harry and Meghan are going to the coronation. And I'm not even ashamed of it. Wow. I'm not even ashamed of it. Wow. Are they going? Are they not going? Are the kids going? What are they going to call them? Are they going to stand in the balcony? What is Harry doing? Do you think that Charles is going to be landing? I am so invested. It's dynasty for the 21st century. I don't care. You call it whatever you want. You call it popcorn and poop pants. I'm loving it. So that's what I've been watching. <coughs> is he wow. going to go? Do you think they're going to go? Do you do you think they're going to go? I think he'll go. I'm not sure if she'll go. I don't think he can go without her. Well, yeah. Well, is it going to be a package deal or nothing at all? He you has know? to bring them. The kids have to come. Yeah, the kids have to come, too. See, now, what I understand was that they were just, the kids, Archie and Lilibet, they were just named, uh, they, they were just called Prince and Princess. They were just granted yeah. the use of that exactly. title. Exactly, yes. Uh, based on the old ancient English law that says that the the son of the sovereign's children will be known as Princess and Princess. Yeah. And he is the son of the sovereign, yep. so his kids are Princess and Princesses. So, uh, but what are they going to do with him? Like, he can't talk to William. He can't be photographed next to William. You know what I'm saying? Like, Andrew, maybe. Okay. But no, he can't. See, you missed that joke. You don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Because I don't follow this shit as closely as you do. Um, I am so invested. But I have a serious, I have another question for you. Can you name all of Joe Biden's children? No. But you can name all of Harry's children. Yes. And you can name all of William's children. There's three of them. That's five. So, yes, I could name them in birth order. So yes. don't you see something wrong that you know about some foreign subjects' family, but you don't know about your own leaders? Um, don't you see something wrong? In I'll that? tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what is wrong with that is that I have access to any of that information because, to the truth be told, no matter which family you're talking about, there's. Biden's, yours or mine, it's nobody's business if I should. So I don't have any right to know that business in the first place. But okay? the fact that you've made it your business to know all about the royal family. Okay. But you don't share such interest in our own country's leaders' families. Show me any of those people with the maybe exception of the Obamas whose family has a more interesting life or interesting lineage okay you gonna point to me Bush okay you wanna talk about a story worth watching it ain't the Bushes also we're talking about history 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 but it seems like you're treating this as a story not dealing with real people's lives it is absolutely dealing with real people's lives this is speculation about what's going on uh, it is, uh, listen, you obviously, because God forbid a little bit of subtleness should seep from one of your blocked fucking arteries. That would be subtlety. So, what did I say? Subtleness. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay, you go look that up in your funkin' wagnalls. Fuck my wagnalls. 
I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I was going somewhere, but I don't know where you're going. Yeah, you do. Off See, a, yeah, you do. Off a that's cliff. Where, that's why you derailed me. Yeah, that's. You knew where I was going, and you weren't going to look good at the end of it. Oh, was I? You were not. Oh, and it should have been, wasn't I, <laughs> Mister Thesaurus, <laughs> bitch. So is that all you watched this week? Yeah, a little bit of Rachel. Okay. Rachel who? Maddow? Rachel Maddow. Oh, Rachel. yeah. Well, she's only on Monday nights. Monday nights, I, I like to watch my radio. She's comforts me. Okay. Well, I watched on Netflix three-part documentary called Waco, American Apocalypse. Oh, I've been circling that. I'm surprised. I'm really surprised you uh, haven't seen that I've yet. Been, that's been, right up your alley. I fell asleep to a few podcasts about it. Okay. So I got, you know, whatever, how far in it was. And then, of course, I don't remember because I fell asleep listening to it. So, like, I'm interested in that, but it's, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. It's really good. I learn new information from watching this. Plus, there's new footage that we've never seen before. Um, Sounds very conspiracy. Well, this was a total, number one, it was a total government fuck-up from the first day to the end. Uh, Clearly. Total fuck-up. Even during the negotiations, it was basically like two teams working against each other. So one team's trying to negotiate in good faith, and then the other team, the enforcement team, is doing things to fuck with the, you know, the compound and the following. Yeah, it was Janet Reno. She was basically new. She'd only come Brand in. Brand new. They were six months in. Yeah. Was, I don't even know. And she was only, like, briefed on, like, basically during, like, the last week of the whole siege. Yeah, it went on for 51 days. Yeah. And she good said... Luck with this. They asked, well, they asked to use tear gas, and she said, go ahead and use tear gas. You know, based on the information that they provided to her. They still don't know which side caused the fire. The government says that the Branch Davidians did. The Branch Davidians says the government did it. How many people doesn't it matter to? Well, yeah, a couple of hundred. A couple of hundred, including children. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, another really embarrassing moment right there. But it's... Definitely worth watching. What I w- what really intrigued me was interviews with the followers who had left during the siege. Right, 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 right. And speaking to them as adults now. And this one woman, I forget her name. So it sounds like it was kind of like one-sided. Can I finish my story? No. Oh, wow. You're like that tonight. Yeah, I'm going to finish a, my story. Have a cookie. But the way she was talking, it sounded like she was still into David Koresh and what he was preaching. And that was kind of... How long was he in there for? What and where? Well, the siege went on for 51 no, days. No, no, no. How long was the woman who you're astounded by in the Branch Davidian cult? I don't know. Was she born into it? So that's all she ever knew? She was a, she was a kid when she left it. She was a kid when she left it. Yeah, I think she, was, she may have been like a pre Now, was he one of those ones that had children with all the followers? Well, basically, he um, was accused of having sex with underage children. Yeah, he had sex with everybody. He basically, well, he basically told all the... Married people that they were no longer married, that the women were all his wives, the men can no longer have sex with them. Right, right, right. Um, That's kind of hot, though, because now what are they going to do? You know, you got some hot 25-year-old corn-fed Kansas. Jesus Christ. What's he going to do now? His wife has to fuck David Koresh down here in the heat. Where were they? They were in, like... This was in Waco, Texas. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is where, of course, Donald Trump made yeah. held his first rally, Nothing you know? coincidence. Of course not. He knew what the fuck he was doing. But yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. I definitely recommend it's that. It's so weird that anybody would, like, look to the Branch Davidians and say, this is a good place for me to have a political rally. To, to stir Americans. What kind of Americans are you trying to stir by having your fucking political rally at Waco? What's next? The bridge between that they marched over? What's that? That's why, like... In this documentary, one of the things which I didn't know about before, they 
had footage of Timothy McVeigh showing up at the siege. Outside the compound, of course, but he showed up as an onlooker. So and then he was and he's the one for the Oklahoma City for the bombing. Oklahoma City bombing, and so which he was said was inspired by what happened at Waco. He hated so much what happened at Waco that he went and caused Oklahoma City. Yep, that was I didn't realize he had been there at the site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next, we watched the other series on Netflix, ten episode espionage series. Oh, I love espionage. Uh, it's called The Night Agent, and okay. I have to admit the reason, the primary reason we started watching it, because the lead is incredibly hot looking. Who is it? Who His is name it? is Gabriel Basso. I'll show you a picture of him. Yeah, you turn to your keyboard fast up. Look at him ready <laughs> on a tab open. He's beautiful. Yes, he is, he right? He's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, okay. 28 years old. Okay. He plays this FBI agent who's assigned to this job in the basement of the White House where he's assigned to a phone where basically if agents have an emergency situation, they call into that uh, number and he picks it up and one night he gets his phone call from this woman young woman who witnessed the murder of her aunt and uncle who we later turn find out or were spies i'm sorry hold on are you talking oh i'm sorry are you still looking at the picture uh, uh i am imagining eating him with salsa <laughs> <laughs> all i can tell you is what a what a in the first episode they show him in like these boxer briefs you couldn't see the front package, but he had a great ass. The ass. Great it's all ass. About the ass. It's yeah. All about the ass. Right? He really did. From Missouri, too. He, from Missouri? Yep. All right. Yeah. All right. Hey, Missouri. <laughs> Call me, bitches. Holy shit. Yeah, he's so he's great eye candy. 28 years old, but it's easy to be hot when you're 28. you damn right it is, right? Yeah. You're damn, you know, Elton John ain't hot. So if you want to watch a good spy series with used some to be eye hot. candy. Elton John used to be hot, I'm saying. I guess he was never my type. He never really, I never found him attractive. I was slim and fit and, you know. Wow, you're easy. Bitch. What? You heard me. I heard you. I'm just wondering why you questioned it. <laughs> As if they're knocking down my door, I could be, I could be, I could uh, play hard to get. Anyway, we are now going to move on to our next segment. God, Karen, you are so stupid. Yes, it's time for Stupid People. And the first one I have on my list was easy. It was just like shooting ducks in a barrel. But I had to put it because it was just such an incredibly stupid thing he said. And I think Paulie says these stupid things just to get some kind of attention. Ted Nugent. Okay. He, we haven't heard his name in a while. I know. Well, he spoke at Donald Trump's Waco rally. Of course he did. And along the usual ludicrousies that he engaged in, he also commented, I want my money back. I didn't authorize any money to Ukraine, some homosexual weirdo. Wait, who's the homosexual weirdo? I am assuming he's referring to President Vladimir Zelensky. As a homosexual weirdo? Yeah. Because I'm okay with that. Well, from what I... Yes, but from my understanding, he's been married since 2003, and he has two children. This is the same people, This the, 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 uh, and the Russians are blaming this Jewish guy for being a Nazi. Yes. Okay, so, yeah. So yeah. He, he's Jewish, and he's that hot? Bitch! <laughs> Please. But it's like, Ted, it's like, just... Just shut up and go. Oh my God! You, yeah, yeah, but but who believes him? Who doesn't? Yeah, the people who go to the Trump's rally do. You know what it is? It's gay or European. That's what the problem here is. Because the European men, the straight men, tend to be better groomed, more gay looking than your average straight American man. Okay. Which gives us songs like "Gay or European" in the musical *Legally Blonde*. <laughs> yes. Which is exactly this dilemma: Is he gay or European? <laughs> I'm just saying. So I, you know. 
but really, really, but Ted, really, you know, Ted Nugent. Who the who cares? I know. It's oh my like, God, who's backed up? Boy, who's backed up? Twenty-year-old <laughs> boy. Yeah, I'll get rid of him there. Oh my God, I don't want to distract you any more than you are. Woof. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh uh, yes, we're back to uh, stupid people. Remember? Oh, so I like people saying stupid things. Well, that was stupid enough to say. I thought he said that. Oh yeah, right? Oh yeah. Well, we identify, so we use his name. Yes. So people saying stupid things. Yes. So the Ted the- Nugent, we say stupid. Yeah. You're so stupid! Yes, you are, Ted. But he's not the only one in this week's category. I'm sure. We also have the uh, the school district that runs the higher elementary school oh, in God. Waukesha County, Wisconsin. Uh, I'm going to play a little song for you right now. It's called Rainbow Land. It's performed by Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton. I love when you have exhibits. Come on. innocuous enough song, right? No, no, it's not. It's absolutely a wolf whistle for the left. A rainbow land. Why? Uh, Why is that a wolf whistle to the left? It's late. No. You know uh, what what's, what's your about? reasoning there? The rainbow land is the gay land, or who are the people who have co-opted the rainbow from God? It's the gays, or it's Al Sharpton with his rainbow coalition. So it's either it's the blacks and the gays. You're talking about rainbows. Come, welcome to a rainbow land. Come on. This is no... Why are you surprised by this? This is... I absolutely see this. This is totally clear. All right. So then when Elvis was singing this, he was catering to the left? Uh... Drop that drama right there. I don't worry whenever the skies are gray or blue. Got a pocket full of rainbows. Oh, gotta stop that singing about rainbows. Didn't matter. Does it's just different reference? You're talking. You're talking about why it's got it mentions rainbows. Fine. So that it's not that everything that mentions rainbows is they're talking about peace on a rainbow land. Expl- let me explain what happened here. Why are you making me defend this? You're the. One, I'm not making you defend it. You chose to defend it. You're a horrible person. Don't blame me for your position. I, I don't have a position. But any- I just like being contrary. Well, let me tell you the story. A first grade class at the higher elementary school was preparing for its upcoming spring concert. Is this like a magnet school or a or, or like a... It's a old, public school. It's a public school. Okay. Because you'll keep referring to it as the... Higher. H-E-Y-E-R. H-E-Y. I'm, think, I'm thinking H-I-G-H-H-E. You know what I mean? Of course you are. Of course I am. But anyway, one of the songs this first grade class was going to sing was, was the one we just heard called Rainbow Land. By Dolly Parton. Well, the school administration asked the teacher of the first grade class to remove that song from the concert because its lyrics could be deemed controversial, according to a school board policy on controversial issues in the classroom. 
Per the school district's policy, a controversial issue is one that may be the subject of intense public argument or may have political, social, or personal impacts and or upon uh, the community, among other criteria. Okay. So, no after they were banned and they banned Rainbow Land, another faculty member suggested they use the song Rainbow Connection. Okay. You know that song of from... Of Wait, you know that song from the Muppets, it's right? The Muppets. Well, that song was initially banned, too, until parents for this group called the Alliance for Education talked with the school staff, and then the administrators allowed them to sing that song. So, obviously, this is about any mention of rainbows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got to do that anyway. But Rainbow Connection, you know, because the, 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 the adults have an affection for that song. See, this is all about the adults. Adults. This has nothing to do with the kids. Of course the it doesn't. Adults don't want to be faced with having to explain what, what a rainbow land might be. Why? The song is pretty self-explanatory. Whatever. The kids are going to have questions. Why does daddy have a boyfriend and not a wife? That's not what the song's about. Have you Patrick, ever... you're missing the point. No, you're missing the point. Right, I'm sure I am. You are. I, I'm you want to hear this? You want to see this, the lyrics for the song? I'm making it. I'll any... show you the... I'm, no, I'm going to show you the lyrics for the song now. Because now you brought this up. So now I'm going to show it to you. The funny thing is I'm agreeing with you. No, you're not. I am. I'm just trying to expand the idea. I'm saying that the, the argument applies to much more than just this song. And it has been made over and over and over again ad nauseum. Here, living in a rainbow land where you and I go hand in hand. Oh, I'd be lying if I said this was fine. All the hurt and the hate going on here. We are rainbows, me and you. Every color, every hue. Let's shine on through together. We can start living in a rainbow land. The skies are blue and things are grand. Wouldn't it be nice to live in paradise where we're free to be exactly who we are? Let's all dig down deep inside and brush the judgment and fear aside. Make wrong things right and end the fight. Because I promise ain't nobody gonna win. It's woke. So that's woke? Are you serious? No, it's not woke. Well, if that, song, have, if that song's woke, how about this song? You consider this song woke? Yes. How is this song woke? I promise this song was written before there was even the word woke. I know, but now there is the word woke. So Take they sh down So so in other words, then a school should prohibit students from singing that song no, too. No, that's not what. That's why are you putting me on the other? Because side of you the initially said, "Oh, this song it's it's a it's fodder for the left wing." Okay, so here's what I'm saying. I was trying to be sarcastic and perhaps a little ironical. It didn't come like, across that way. This is their point. Of course, they're not going to. Of course, they object to this song because it says a rainbow. Land. Everybody knows that that rainbow land is a bird whistle. Uh, that me that it means gay people everywhere and everybody hugging and kissing, and we can't have any of that. Okay, so I was always on your side here. Well, it sure didn't sound like it. Clearly, otherwise you need to double the dose. <laughs> oh, you think so? I do. I totally do. I think you have to work on your sarcasm. Uh, perhaps. You're getting more like Sheldon Cooper in Big perhaps. Bang Theory. Ooh, ooh, that stinks. I gotta say. <laughs> I gotta say. I pride myself on my sarcasm. There are still people out there with their heads tilted. Oh, I'm sure. Somewhere. And those aren't just the dogs. No, no, no. Could be up and down. Used to. I can't get high enough to make dogs <laughs> I get low enough to make you poop, though. I'm sure. But anyway, to the Waukesha School District, we say... Stupid! You're so stupid! Where are they? Waukesha. That's in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yes. Sounds like a place where they grow apples. I don't know if they do grow apples. Stupid!
Do they grow apples in Wisconsin? I don't know. Okay. We're going to move on to our next segment now. Please, Julie Andrews, save me from this insanity. Raindrops on roses, whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. We talked about it being louder. Yes. It wasn't any louder. Oh, excuse me. It needs to be louder. It needs, your neighbors need to call the police. I'll make sure next time it's in sense around, okay? I would appreciate that. Seriously, we're not talking about some hack here. Oh, no, we're not. Anyway, we're now on to five faves. Okay. You know what? Fuck you. I don't know. I don't have this list ready, available, or even... I don't have enough data to compose. Why? It took me five minutes. Well, you're a leprechaun. You're Irish. I'm Irish. You should have been able to get this category easily. Well, I didn't. Well, for those of you at home, this week's category, being that it was March and we really didn't get a chance to observe St. Patrick's Day, we celebrated an Irish actor's uh, birthday today. So I figured we'd name our five favorite films set or made in Ireland. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Set or made in Ireland. You know what? The last one I just saw, that uh, Mark McDonough one? The Banshees of Inisherin. That's what I got. That's all you've got. That's all I got. You you don't know any other ones. Uh, If I do... I don't know that I know them. I don't know know that it was shot in... Was Arthur shot in Ireland? Then I don't know. Was Moonstruck shot in Ireland? Then I don't know. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Moonstruck was shot in Brooklyn and Manhattan. I know where they were shot. Those are the movies that I watch over and over and over and over again. Oh. Those are my movies. There's a couple Those more. Those are your movies. My movies. Those okay. Are my... oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> So all you had on your list was the Banshees of Venice, Sharon. That's what I got. I saw it. I liked it. It was pretty. Ireland. All right. What else? I'll go through my list then. Of course. I, nobody thought you wouldn't. <laughs> you went. And I'll go with, start with the oldest one first, and that would be The Quiet Man. Okay. Remember with John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara? Yeah, no. I, John Wayne meant Western. I didn't like Westerns. No. So you never saw The Quiet Man? Again. No. Wow. Shame. No. Shame. Good I movie. I didn't like westerns. So what? It's not a western. John Wayne. Hello, western. He made this movie to take a break from doing the westerns. Well, for me. John Ford directed it because he wanted to take a break from the westerns. Okay. For me, it didn't work. How do you know you didn't see it? it I What I'm saying is it didn't separate my association with those guys and westerns. Despite how they took this job, clearly, to break from that image, I didn't see it that way. And still, I'm only talking about this collection of cells right here. I'm not trying to make no big public pronouncement. I never saw that movie because it was a western with John Wayne. Why are you getting so excited? You know what? (laughs) There are days... The next film on my list was a 1967 film adaptation of my favorite book, Ulysses. Of course. Of course, it's not as good. It's no, it can never be as good as the no, book. No, everybody in the world knew it. Because, but for anyone you know, who's never read Ulysses, it's a nice introduction to the book, because then you get a sense of what the plot is in the, in the And book. nobody's going to. But who's in it? Uh, Milo O'Shea plays um, uh, Bloom. In the and film. who directed it? I, that I don't know off the top of my head. Did it win any awards? Was it any sort of anything? Or no, no Oscars. Nothing from the Academy. Nothing. So like it was, is it known for a great performance, or is it a great interpretation of the material? It's just 
Snow is a decent adaptation of Ulysses. So okay. I enjoyed it. I thought it so was really good. So that's that's stellar praise for number yes. two on your top five. Yes, it is. It's an well, I'm going. Adaptation. I'm trying to go in sequential order. As I know. Much from as top I can. to bottom or bottom to top. Uh, well, I started with The Quiet Man. That that was the oldest of the films that I have on my list. Oh, so you're going in... This is the next oldest. You're go, okay, sequential order. Yes. Not necessarily taste or... No, no. Okay, okay, that's right. fine. I want to know what boundaries I'm working on before I say something insulting. Oh, oh, God forbid you say something insulting. I'm trying. That's, what my, that's why everything hurts. Does your face hurt? It's killing me! It's killing me. <laughs> next on my list is the comedy Waking Ned Divine. I never saw it. You never saw Waking Ned Divine. Even if you go higher. Oh, my God. It. It's a fun movie. I never saw it. All about this small group of villagers in this little village in Ireland. And this man wins the lottery, but he's dead. Okay. So the town conspires to have someone else pose as this person, Ned Divine. Uh, and they're all going to testify as to him. So when the, the ticket man comes to town right, to verify right, right, his right. identity. they pay out. Yep. People split the money. Yep, exactly. Yeah. That's about as Irish as you get. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Fun comedy. Really. I never saw it. Ah, good movie. I Who's in it? Um, no known actors I can think of off the top of my head. Except, well, I forget who played the the, uh, the lead woman in it. Who plays Ted Divine? Actress. Well, he's dead. Ted Divine? Ned Divine. Ned Divine? Yes. The guy who played him is dead? No. Ned Divine was dead. Ned Divine? So, Ned Divine... Wait a minute. Is the movie called the... Waking Ned Divine. And Ned Divine is dead. Right. Did he play Ned Divine in the movie? I don't believe so. I don't know. My question was, before you completely come to find <laughs> was who played Ned Devon. I don't know. See how easy that was? <laughs> I know. I just wanted to bust your balls. You just went... Wanted to return the favor! Straight to bitch. Next on my list is a... Sort of like a docudrama of a infamous event in uh, Northern Ireland called Bloody Sunday. Bloody Sunday, yeah. That yeah. Was, uh, uh, what's his name? Wrote a song. The police. You too. You they, too. Yes, they wrote a song about this event. Yeah, yeah. Barno. It was it was a civil rights march in 1968 in, right, right, in right. Derry, Ireland, which yeah. is in Northern Ireland, and shots rang out, and before you know it, about 14 people uh, were killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a result, of and it. who was fighting? Well, it was uh, basically Catholics protesting for equal rights in Northern Ireland. And who were they protesting against? Against the Northern Ireland government, which was basically the British government. Okay. So they were just planning on holding a peaceful march. But, of course, the British had their soldiers there. Now, do we know it was the British who fired first, or is it the same thing as America, where you know that America fired I don't first? know. I know that there have been numerous inquiries into this event. I don't know what the final conclusions were. Does that mean that it's not known? It may be known. I'm just not aware of it. Okay. Okay. But... Definitely a good movie. Big thumbs up. Okay. And then my last one is a movie that came out last year. That kind of Historical accuracy be damned. What do you mean? Well, we don't know. We don't know. You know, we didn't even look it up. We didn't check out. We didn't see if this was I right. I had enough to do. Of course you did. I'm not say, I'm not making judgment. You yes, you here. are making no, judgment. No, I'm not. I'm yeah, you're by commenting, you're making judgment. Here's the thing. You mentioned something, right? Yes. I had a question. And I did not know. Right. But you're condemning me for not knowing. No, that's not true. <laughs> See? Sure this, sounds like it. This is where your sickness begins. You gotta work on your social skills. Oh. <laughs> I happen to be great socially. Mm. 
Right, continue. Where are we? Pet your dogs? I'm up to my, my no. We're up to my last five feet. Oh God! Oh God! And that was the Irish movie. That was the Kenneth Branagh oh. film Belfast. Did you oh, see that? I what did not see it. No, I didn't. See oh it. my God! I didn't see it. I'm a horrible person. All about a, a young boy growing up in Belfast, Belfast during the troubles. Yeah, almost immediately. Really, really good that. film. Judd, uh, not Judd. Um, Nelson. I can't think of his name. No, Hirsch. Uh, I can't think of his name. Shut up! I can't do. I can't think of his name now. Damn it! It's all your fault. Fry. <laughs> There's another Judd, but I, I can't remember. Judd Fry, Judd Hirsch, Judd Nelson, Judd. There's another Judd. So I had the actor wrong. J- Jamie Dornan. Jamie he was Dornan. In it. He's very good in it. In what? In Belfast. Okay. And Judy Dench is in it also. I almost forgot. She plays Judy her grandmother. Judy Dench could fart. Nah, I money. <laughs> Judy Dench. What the fuck are you talking about? She's fabulous in everything. Yes, she is. Anyway, we are now at our final, thank God. Oh, my God. This was like... Segment of the week. Yeah, I'll say, because you made a fucking torture today. Wow. <laughs> I was charming and adorable, as always. Get off my lawn. Yeah. Did you hear me? I said get off my lawn now. And now, appropriately enough, it's time for the grumpy old gay man gripe of the week. Like I said before, my gripe of the week is everything hurts all the time. Put yourself in a nursing home, then. That's what it feels like. You gotta go ahead and say whatever you want. You ask me for a gripe, that's my gripe. Everything hurts all the time. You sound, you sound like the cliche, the old person. How you doing, Grandpa? Oi, my back hurts, and my knee's been acting up in this weather, and my corns on my feet, I, I can't get stop them. I don't have corns. <laughs> I'm sorry. And my hemorrhoids, oi, my hemorrhoids. That's, 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 is it any different for you? Isn't that what you have mostly to talk about these days? Is no, when people ask me how I am, I do not give them a rundown of, of my health don't. status. Oh, God. Okay, so, all right. I say, I'm doing good. I'm keeping busy, because that's what I am doing. We're not talking about, we're not talking about social graces. We're talking about gripes, okay? Right. I'm griping about getting old and and. Everything hurts. Yeah, everyone does that. Okay. That that was my gripe. Okay. Okay, so I'm leaving it now and moving on to the next thing. Good. Can I go on to my gripe? I wish you would. I'm going to. It's probably why I am so grumpy today, because I only had four hours sleep, because at 6.30 this morning, we were woken up by a person from the National Grid to say that neighbors... That's the power company. Yes, the power company. To tell us that neighbors have reported a gas leak in the area. They were smelling gas, and that they saw black smoke coming from our chimney. But they thought it was from a fireplace that this house doesn't have. Well, that was a neighbor who thought that. What I'm saying is, why didn't those people who saw black smoke come and knock on your fucking door? That's another question for another day. I'm keeping people updated. But anyway, so National Grid came in and they told us, uh, well, you got to call your oil burner company right away because the day before, we had the oil burner company in to do a tune-up on the oil burner. And so... So we called them right away and they say, oh, well, you have to call the fire department first. They have to clear the house before we can send someone over there. Oh, this is so... Go ahead. Yeah, the bureaucracy is astounding. So we call the fire department. They come very shortly thereafter. Well, they, they come in. They clear. I didn't see. I was probably laying back in bed at that point. Uh, they cleared so the house. The fire department. You'll have to ask Stephen. Hold on. I'm asking you. Well, I don't know. I didn't say. Um, let me finish a sentence. Okay? No. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. What I'm saying is, I don't remember what I was saying. <laughs> Hell Supreme. So anyway, the fireman. I remember you're a dick. (laughs) You'll always remember that. I always remember that because, yeah. And as I tell my friends, I'm a dick and I don't care. 
But anyway, back to our story. How many friends you have? Four. A plethora. You do not. A plethora. You do not. You have people who smile. You don't even know what a plethora is. It's a lot. So you have people who see you and smile and hug you and yeah, but that was no ain't your friends, bitch. How many friends you got know what kind of a dick you are? All of them. How many? <laughs> a plethora. I'm saying four. Anyway, after the firemen cleared the house, we got back in touch with the oil burner company and they said they're sending their best repairman to address it. And he comes down, he tells us that the floor of the oil burner was clogged. This is quite a gripe. And it caused a backup of the whole system. So what does that mean? Which basically caused the system to malfunction. So the gas was then like being like the fumes were being pumped outside, but were also coming inside as well. Okay. So, it was all because of this flu being clogged. Do I look skeptical? And the repair, well, the repairman said to me, well, when was the last time that you had the oil burner inspected or tuned up? And Stephen told him, yesterday. And he was like, And yet still, oh. your flu is caked with dust and horrible. No, he took care of all that today. The guy, the guy did today. today. What I'm yes. saying is what caused all of this sturm and drang and an overwrought storytelling is the fact that the guy who came yesterday didn't look up the flu. He didn't know that the flu was clogged. He didn't do his job, which included inspecting the flu. He didn't know the flu was clogged when he left. Exactly. Today, your shit is backing up. You got flu shit coming into the house. Yeah, we almost died. Okay. We could have died. You could have died. Yes. You didn't almost die. You didn't even smell the shit, okay? Let's be real. It's no scary. kidding. Okay. So, yeah, so now, and tonight, Stephen went out. She went to Kim while she got yourself got a, a new carbon monoxide That was monitor. the first time you started to have a little <laughs> of a hissy fit because of outside noise in the studio. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know where we are. Well, that was my gripe about this fucking oil burner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oil burner problem. I hope they fire his ass. You need to edit. Why? Because it, it, it's too long to get to, you know, oil burner problem. Well, if you wouldn't keep interrupting me, it wouldn't be so long. Maybe that's it. <laughs> maybe that's it. Or maybe it's the... Uh, never mind. Consider it not minded. Continue, please. We now move on to the end of our episode tonight. Aren't you relieved? God knows I am. Well, and I'm sure the people are. <laughs> yes. I want you to listen more. They had to listen to you. Jesus I think, Christ. I think they're on my side. Oh, I you too. Perfectly honest. And then, but then it depends on how you edit it. Because you could listen to it like tomorrow and say, oh my God, that bitch was right. And then edit it to make me look like an idiot. Well, I do that every week. You do? No, I let you make an idiot of yourself all on your own. All right, that's all I ask for. <laughs> I don't need no help from you. I got it, this. Yes, you do. Any plans for the weekends? Uh, plan on working. That's it? Unless I got fired. Okay. But I, otherwise, I plan on working, uh, and everything hurts all the time. And everything hurts. All the time. All the time. Yes, all the time is important here. Okay, Ida. <laughs> Until then, don't forget you can find all our episodes plus bonus material at our website, www.grumpyoldgaymenandtheirdogs.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. If you're old. Yeah, if you're old. And next week will we be... We ain't got nothing on TikTok. No, we're not on TikTok. And we're not on Instagram. No, we're not on Instagram because you don't want to do videos. No, that's not what I said. What I said was... I absolutely refuse to do videos. We know. 
But okay. that's why we're not on TikTok. Oh, no, yes, yes, that I <laughs> yes, it's all your fault. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I do love TikTok, and us being know. there would ruin it for me. So uh, I'm glad that my um, deep-held religious feelings about not being photographed uh, are, are holding up and are, are having some good. Okay, okay, good for you. Anyway, next week will be our final episode, and then we're taking a two-week break. See, until you said the word and. And I was with you. Of course he did. But we will be back recording on April 26th for an April 28th episode release. So what are we going to talk about? Like, what, what what's going to happen during those two weeks? Well, I'm going to be in... Uh, no, 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 no. What's going to happen for the people who are going to tune in and not find anything new? I don't know. I'm going to have to look through our archives and see if there's any outtakes that I can post up there instead of having a new episode. Okay. If now, that's acceptable to you. I actually think that you are underestimating the... I, I, I am thinking that there is much more outtake material than you lead on that there is. Well, considering that I used all of our outtake material for our last outtake episode, I don't know how much more outtake episode we have accumulated since then. That was like 25 episodes ago. I have ranted and raved about 25 different things at least in the time since you put out a last, uh, what you call, compilation episode. Oh, okay. So what I'm saying is... Well, how about then you go through the archives and see if you can find all that stuff? I would love to. Oh, I'm sure you would. I would. I would. In fact, I think even a better idea is if you hosted a whole fresh brand new episode on your own. Oh, no, I'm not the host. Why not? No, you want to host. Patrick Finn's fucking No, party. this is Patrick and Tom. Yeah, we can... are partners yeah, in this yeah, enterprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it don't happen without you. It happens without me, right? Well, it doesn't have to be that way. Well, I'm saying, God, don't always look to fucking protect yourself. <laughs> not everything is a forward attack, bitch. Get me out of here. <laughs> Finish me. On that note, we're going to say have a good night, have a good week, have a good life, and we'll see you next time. Bye, bitches. At the speed of light, you know, 12 million miles a minute, and that's the fastest speed there is. So remember when you're feeling very small and insecure, how amazingly unlikely is your birth. And pray that there's intelligent life somewhere up in space Cause there's bugger all down here on Earth